possibly be? And that prince you dance with is a fake! Then where's the real prince? The real prince is a mouse! What? Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. My name is Christy, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Brie. Hello. And we are here today to talk about Cinderella and the Secret Prince. Boy, howdy. I didn't... So this one was interesting because I had literally... When I opened this, I didn't, like... When I opened this movie up, as you do, like a book, <laughs> and I saw that it was a 3D CG film, I didn't even know what I was in for. I had, I was going into this completely blind, so this was interesting. Yeah, this is, again, this, we've kind of talked about this in previous episodes, but I think one of the fun things about this podcast is that when I, when I send you... A, a rip of the DVDs that I have. I at least have the the context of the DVD itself. I get to read the back. I get to see the front cover. So I kind of know. Yeah. I always know going into these what we're getting into. You have none of that. No. You are just, you are just given a video file and a, a firm handshake and sent on your way. I I well, because sometimes I'm like, okay, I've heard of this, or mm-hmm. I I'm familiar with. The studio, like, oh, we're doing a golden film, so I know what uh, what to expect. Yeah, this one was just zero, nothing. So it was, uh, it was um, surprising. <laughs> yeah, this one. So to give you a bit of history, Brie, this was released in 2018, and this is the third princess-related film released by Gold Valley Films. So this is your introduction to Gold Valley Films, Brie. Mm-hmm. They are a studio in China that is on a mission to put out between two to four films annually over oh the next God. three years. Yeah. Um, so Cinderella and the Secret Prince, as I said, this is their third princess-related movie. My viewing group has previously seen uh, other Gold Valley films titled The Mermaid Princess and Snow White's Adventures. Hmm. Um, so this one is kind of fun because uh, in spite of Cinderella and the Secret Prince being on the docket for a while now, it has gone unwatched at um, any of my my recent viewing parties. Um, huh. So you are the first of my friends to be able to see the majesty that is Cinderella and the Secret Prince. And because oh. you weren't able to attend those previous viewing parties, this is... You, as you said, you have no idea what you're getting into with Gold Valley Films. Got to be a, a special surprise just for me. Yeah, because it's it's been kind of interesting with Gold Valley Films because we have sort of seen... They definitely have been getting better with each film. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. This one is definitely their mo- the most polished that we have seen them. Um... At least in terms of animation and lighting. I not I don't know if you could hear my eyebrows raise. I, but they did. I thought, 
I thought I heard a, a something skyrocket to the ceiling. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, it's, I, visually, visually that's the main okay. thing. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess speaks more to what their previous films looked like than what, um, what Cinderella and the Secret Prince is all about. Huh. Well, because this is such a, visually, this is such a strange film to me. Because it's mm. like, there's parts of it where I'm like, yeah, all right, okay. And then there's parts mm. of it where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's just, it's, I felt bamboozled watching this whole film. Well, and I guess that's that's the real ticket, is that with their previous films, Mermaid Princess and Snow White's New Adventures, you were you mostly spent the movie in that oh no oh no state, and okay. so for them to for them to actually have those moments of oh okay like this one's not too bad it's like again hey you're you're doing it you're figuring it out you're, you're making it happen you're I can't two to three movies a year that yeah. explains a lot about things in this film um <laughs> yeah they. I so far um they haven't met that goal. They have put out like a pretty decent um number of movies considering I believe the studio started putting out movies in 2013. Um and I th- believe they have around 5 films so far. Not oh not God. just princess movies, but Yeah. Um it's 5 years and 8 or 5 movie yeah five movie eight years yeah that's a lot of movie for eight years yeah i mean good on them for yeah for trying again they did it they produced the movies they made films which is wild they are slowly getting better each time so it's it's maybe it's just it's it's just gonna be that slow build to something good. Yeah. Eventually. I one last thing to note on the history of this one. Um, so interestingly, so Cinderella and the Secret Prince, this was their first film directed by um an English um or by uh someone from North America. I forget if I mentioned it, but Gold Valley Films is a studio in China. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have, you know, primarily had Chinese directors. But for Cinderella and the Secret Prince, they had this one directed by Lynn Sutherland, who previously directed uh, Mulan 2. Um, she was also an editor for DreamWorks's Road to Eldorado and the Brave Little Toaster sequels. Huh. Yeah, so... Oh, the Brave Little Toaster sequels. Where he goes to Mars for some reason? <laughs> I never saw those, but they're... the. I I never saw those, but the knowledge that they exist has lived in my mind for a very long time. I I I remember seeing Mars, and I think that was it. Like like aside from the original, um, I think Mars is just where I was like, no, this is I can't. My even as a child, my suspension of disbelief was just like, no, I like, I can't do this shit. So Brie, is it time for us to go through the plot? Of Cinderella and the Secret Prince? 
please do, because it's a wild ride. Yeah, this, so strap yourselves in, everyone, for- Buckle up. Yes. And here we go. The film opens with three small mice sneaking their way through a kitchen. The mice are friends of Ella, a young girl who acts as the maid to her stepmother and two stepsisters. Despite the mice causing some commotion for Ella in the kitchen, she shares her meager meal with the trio. Two of the mice eagerly eat their cheese with their paws, as normal mice do, while the third sits down with a fork and knife to carefully eat his food. He doesn't really act like a mouse. Do you think food tastes better that way? You seem different. It's almost like... Like what? Like a gentleman. (laughs) This third mouse seems to be particularly close with Ella, and they two share a short dance with each other in the kitchen. Just then, Ella and the mice overhear the stepsisters talking about a royal ball to be held at the palace. Ella isn't interested in the ball, but the mice encourage her to go, knowing that the prince will use the ball to select a princess. Though disinterested in becoming a princess, Ella agrees to go. She goes to leave for said ball, but the mice stop her, telling her that she'll need a nice dress. Not having one in her closet, the mice and Cinderella head off into the forest to find the fairy godmother. Elsewhere, the prince speaks with a shadowy figure. Why are you in such a hurry to find me a wife? If I don't, then you will never become king. Why? When the time comes, you will know why. Back in the forest- Which we never do! Which we never do! I'm just breaking in on this. I'm breaking in on the on the light speed plot detail. We never do. Anyway, no. continue. <laughs> breaking news. I gotta bust in and make a point here before I forget, but we never no. fi- find no, out. fuck this. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. 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 I'll retreat back. Continue. Ahem. Back in the forest- Ella and the mice are momentarily beset by a rampaging pack of wild cherries. They are rescued by Crystal, the fairy godmother's apprentice. Initially, Crystal is reluctant to use her powers to make Ella a dress, but after some sweet talking from the gentlemanly mouse, Crystal agrees to help. She magics up Ella a beautiful dress and carriage, and attempts to transform the three mice into horses. While the spell works on two of the mice, it has no effect on the gentlemanly mouse. The group is confused, but decide two horses are enough. With that, Ella and the group are off to the ball, with Crystal joining in as their coachman. Arriving at the castle, Ella immediately catches the eye of the prince, who asks her to dance. Meanwhile, Crystal decides to transform the mice back into their normal forms, and the group decides to explore the castle. While exploring, the gentlemanly mouse spies a portrait of the royal family, including the prince when he was younger. The gentlemanly mouse finds the portrait oddly familiar. Soon after, Crystal begins to sense something, dark magic present in the castle. The group find an entrance to a lair where they see the shadowy figure from before revealed to be an evil witch who is speaking to her pet raven. 
She's right where we want her. We must capture her tonight and stop her from reversing the curse. Master, you believe in that prophecy? Prophecy? We can't risk it by getting rid of her. The prophecy is meaningless, and that prince will stay a mouse forever. <gasps> <gasps> Who's there? <laughs> Startled by this, the mice accidentally make a noise, causing the evil witch to notice their presence. She attempts to attack them, but they manage to escape. The evil witch disguises herself and orders guards to try and capture the mice. Crystal uses her magic to transform two of the mice back into horses. They burst into the ballroom, reunite with Ella, and escape on horseback. Once safely out of the castle, Crystal explains what happened to Ella. They surmise that the gentlemanly mouse is actually the real prince, who confirms it by revealing that he has regained the memories of his human life. When the prince was five, the king hired a tutor for him. A year later, the king and queen died, and the kind tutor turned power-hungry. By accident, the prince discovered that his tutor was actually the evil witch. In response, she cursed him into the form of a mouse and erased his memories. Crystal reveals that transforming a human requires powerful magic beyond her level. The only solution to the prince's curse is to find a legendary ring hidden in the heartlands. The group is set to go, save for the gentlemanly mouse, who reveals his name is Alex. Alex doesn't think it's possible to become human again, fearing he's no match for the evil witch. Ella encourages him, telling him that they'll face her together. The group sets off to the heartlands, at one point evading a giant plant monster conjured by the evil witch. Eventually, they find a crystal-filled cavern deep within an icy mountain. There, they find the legendary ring, and after fending off one last attack from the evil witch's raven, Alex manages to claim the ring and put it on, returning to human form. After some celebration, Ella and Alex talk about next steps. Alex doesn't care about reclaiming his royal title. Not remembering much about his former life and fearful of being turned into a mouse again, Alex wants to instead start a new life away from the castle. Alex asks Ella to come with him, and Ella agrees, asking to return home just long enough so that she can collect a keepsake that belonged to her late father. Ella returns home, joined by her mouse friends while Alex waits for her in the forest. Unfortunately for them, Ella's stepmother is in cahoots with the castle and calls the guards, who take Ella away. Ella's mice friends escape and tell Alex what's happened. Alex rushes off to the castle, and there he calls out the fake prince, who, as it turns out, has been in on the whole scheme the entire time. I am the rightful prince! You're nothing but a fraud! Stop lying! No one believes you! You filthy mouse! Alex declares himself the rightful prince, and after a dramatic sword fight, Alex comes out the victor, with the fake prince falling off the castle rooftop. Before he fell, the fake prince revealed that Ella wasn't in the palace. Alex just so happens to find her nearby in a chapel-like building where the evil witch is waiting for him. Alex tries to fight the witch, but her magic is too strong. Thankfully, Crystal arrives just in time to face off against the evil witch while Alex frees Ella. In response to seeing Crystal, the evil witch reveals herself as the fairy godmother, Crystal's former teacher. 
the godmother tries to bring Crystal onto her side by claiming that the kingdom was corrupt and that she set out to try and save it. Crystal doesn't buy it and angrily calls out the godmother. I can't trust you anymore! You taught me to be good! But look what you've done! So, you want to defy me? Just let them leave! Absolutely not! I can't believe you're so ruthless! In response, the godmother attempts to destroy Crystal, Alex, and Ella, but is stopped by the two mice friends running up her dress, which causes the godmother to send out an accidental blast of magic that makes the chapel start to collapse. The gang make their escape, but just before the godmother is crushed by falling debris, she sends out one last plume of magic, which hits Ella. The dust settles, and it's revealed that the magic has caused Ella to be transformed into a stone statue. Crystal sadly tells Alex that the only thing that can save Ella is if Alex gives her the legendary ring. The ring will restore Ella back to life, but it will mean that Alex will once again be transformed into a mouse, this time for forever. I don't want to be a mouse again. But if I'm a mouse, at least we can be together. Alex places the ring on Ella's finger, and as promised, the magic restores her to life while transforming Alex back into a mouse. Ella is devastated to see Alex return to mouse form, but is cheered up when he replies that this way they can stay together. And so, the film draws to a close with the gang in their new lives. Alex is now recognized as the rightful prince, ruling the kingdom as a mouse with Ella, Crystal, and the two mice friends living with him at the palace. Found what? what? There's another way to break the spell. The answer is in this book. And then the movie ends. And then the movie, that's it. And then uh, that's it. Is it? He ends, he's still a mouse. What? Ah. <sighs> I love this one. I'm so <laughs> not knowing what to expect yes. when um at the beginning when Cinderella is or Ella is at the ball in the first twenty minutes of the film out of a mm -hmm. out of an hour and thirty minutes. I was like, where the hell is this going? <laughs> yeah, because what is happening <laughs> yeah because they kind of they kind of squish the original fairy tale they sort of show all that like you said within the first 20 minutes of the film yeah it's it's, it's, it it's, it's wild the pacing yeah it's basically it's just the setup for the rest of the movie which as soon as they're done with like their sort of retelling of the original fairy tale it be becomes far less coherent of a movie oh yeah it just starts <sighs> it it it's great it's just it is kind of great can it i was, can i guess <laughs> Can I ask 
can I ask, what did you expect when I told you the title? Cinderella and the Secret Prince. I mean, it's kind of on the nose, but... I, you know, I didn't know... I had no idea. I I went into this no thoughts, head empty, no preconceptions. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this could run anywhere from like just a retelling of regular Cinderella to like happily ever after style. It's Cinderella, but there's other other stuff going on. Oh, like it was like it, it was or a like sequel. a sequel or like uh, yeah or like another okay. adventure of Cinderella or something. I had no idea. As soon as that mouse in the first five minutes sits down <laughs> with a napkin and a knife and fork to eat a tiny piece of cheese, I'm like, ah, a there he size, is. A mouse-sized the... knife and fork. Yes. There he is. The secret <laughs> prince. <laughs> yes. They, oh my god, they laid on so thick in the first it's, five minutes of the movie. It's, there's, yeah, there's no mystery in this film. That's no the secret prince is the mouse. Yeah. They they really want you to know that something is up with Alex right from the start. Even even before anyone in the movie knows that there's anything evil afoot at the castle. No. Um Yeah. Everybody just within the span of a minute, all of the characters present make an individual comment about how un how how human like Alex is. Yeah. It's so it's so awkward. It makes you I kind of wonder honestly because of how like they almost sound surprised when they witness him eating this way, which makes it feel like he hasn't been around them very long if they're like it, it's like they're commenting on this for the first time. Yeah. It's it's really the timelines in this film are mm-hmm. wildly bizarre because uh, they they're commenting on this like it's something weird and not just like oh you you just do this all the time you're so mm-hmm. weird why can't you just eat like a normal mouse yeah or something like that it's they're just it's like this like- is the first time they've seen it but this mouse he has apparently been a mouse since he was five years old yeah and when he so- when he gets returned back to human he looks like he's at least eighteen. Yeah, he's he's fairy tale prince age, which is that nebulous sort of eighteen to twenty five age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so he, so it's it's been over a decade, which is longer than a mouse lives. But yeah, I timelines don't worry about them. It's you know it's fine. Yeah, look. Longer than a mouse lives, and it also means that he has spent the majority of his life as a mouse. So you yeah. would kind of think that he wouldn't be hanging on to these human-like traits. Especially because he... It's it's also implied that he doesn't remember that he was human, except I guess he remembers some stuff, but not all of it, because he... Like, before it gets revealed that he, there is this whole secret prince thing, he can, he, we see him describing the castle to Ella in specific detail. Um, yeah. And like, the, I think they, like, they even comment on this and they're like, oh, it sounds like you've been there. And so he remembers it enough to be able to kind of tell other people about the castle, but he doesn't remember, I guess, 
how he knows this information? I, I guess. Because it's guess. all very. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because like, and also if the evil stepmother was his tutor as a child when he was five and she's been ruling for the past 13 to 20 years depending on how old this this kid is um but she was also crystal's mentor and crystal mm -hmm. is clearly like 12 was she yeah. part-time training her and then part-time ruling the kingdom yeah, like, because when Crystal talks about the the godmother, it does sound like it's a recent thing that the godmother has, like, I guess, disappeared, or Crystal yeah. just doesn't know where the hell she went. Yeah. So there's really no, there is no cohesive timeline in this film whatsoever. Uh, no, it's kind of like they wrote down plot points they wanted to have, but nobody ever really went back to actually like properly fit them into the plot of the movie and and yeah. like, just to th think about again just the implications about okay well if we have this then what does that mean for this character and this character or this part you know it it's it's just kind of like almost just a very surface level plot that like you said it's like you can't think too hard about it um because otherwise your brain will just start to overheat. It'll just start to melt. Honestly, this is the type of movie where I almost <laughs> wish we were doing our original format where we went through every scene laboriously. Because there's so much to comment on, all these little things in the movie. There's so much! Yeah. So much shit. It's, I, I was getting like halfway through the film. And the thing is, like, I don't have, there was a lot of parts where I don't have a lot of notes, but that's because mm. I was just so, like, I couldn't take Stunned. my eyes off the screen for a half second to write <laughs> anything down because there was too no. much happening visually on screen. <laughs> that happened yeah. to me the first time I watched this. I literally, I was playing the movie and then I decided I wanted a brownie, so I got up and I went to the kitchen, and then when I got back, they're fighting a plant monster. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Just, how did this happen? Was there a mistake in the file? Did another movie start playing? Why is there a fucking plant monster? Oh my god. The plant monster is so great. The plant monster is so weird. Because they're like... She just gives... Also, he's not a raven. His name is Eagle. Uh, it says in the credits. So, oh. um, actually, wrong bird. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Like, but he's like a, he's a black eagle. I guess so. Oh, I don't know. But uh, maybe he's a raven named Eagle. You never know. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he just his his parents put unrealistic expectations on him from birth. Oh, it's not his fault. No. But, um, no, she just, like, so the evil witch queen fairy godmother hands him an, a, a barely textured skittle and says, <laughs> go chase after them. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a weird jelly bean, but it's just kind yeah. of a, a green nothing. And she hands it to this bird and is like, go follow them. And so they, 
you don't see him for a while and then they're just walking through the forest and then they they're in a field and then he just swoops in and drops the bean and then it, it erupts into a plant monster and you're like oh okay <laughs> oh and then it is the most visually confusing sequence of events Transformers action sequence makes more sense than what I was watching in this. It was wild. In general, there's a few sequences in this where it is, it's even, even when you're not going into the kitchen to get yourself a brownie, if you're just <laughs> sitting there watching it, it's so hard to follow sometimes. It is like, visual chaos because yeah. there's no, there's no flow between different shots and different cuts. It's just yeah, absolute With chaos. With the plant monster, they're fighting it, and at one point they end up in a river, and the yeah the, what it's it's very confusing because as far as I could piece the, I I don't quite know exactly how we're supposed to interpret the sequence of events, but what I think it is, is that they end up in the river and they're kind of clinging to a log. And then the plant monster slaps the log and it launches them into the air. And I think they land off screen because we see them get <laughs> flung in the air. And then you have this shot of just the river going over a waterfall, which almost makes you think, like, if you're not paying attention, you think, oh, they went over the waterfall. But then the next yeah. scene, they're on dry land, nowhere near a source of water. And they're all just like, they all just kind of like wake up. And they're like, oh, whoa, what's happening? Oh, well, let's just go be on our way. Yeah. We didn't actually, we didn't actually defeat the plant monster, by the way. We just, like, I guess, escaped it. And it's still out there in the woods, probably still rampaging. <laughs> it's just out there doing yeah. its thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It is impossible to fall. You're, you're talking about them on a log. I don't even remember the log. I don't it's, even. Rem I remember them being in the water, but not on a log. It's the, I, I, I. I had I to watch even... it a few times because I was so confused by I. Because I, I, you see them in the water, and then all of a sudden, again, you, the next scene is them on dry land, nowhere near a river. And so I was thinking, wait, wait, how did this happen? Weren't they over the waterfall? And so I replayed it a few times and trying just to figure out what they're doing and specifically. If I remember right, you see Crystal and Ella are the ones that get flung on the log. The last time you see the mice friends, they are just floating down the river. But yeah, I guess just, maybe, I guess, I guess they're just maybe about they to die also? in the river. They, uh, but yeah. I guess they escape and everything is fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Moving on. I just... Absolutely wild. We we gotta we gotta move on. We've got a turtle to waste time with. Oh my god! You mean Master Uguay? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you mean how Master Uguay is just here? Yeah, his face is a little different, but the rest of his design is basically just Master. Uguay. Yeah, he he looks so much like Master Uguay, and he's oh just my this. God. He's this random turtle that he shows up, he showed up a bit earlier, just before the plant monster, and he just kind of showed up to ramble about the the rules of the forest. Um, but, and it's funny because he does that, and the first time I watched this, I was kind of like betting with myself, is that turtle going to come back? Or is this just going to be a type <laughs> of movie that they just throw at this random turtle and then we never see him again? So... 
color me surprised when actually it turns out that this turtle is the keeper of the legendary ring. Apparently. And, yeah, and he shows up and, because at first Ella, like, nobody can grab the ring. It's, like, intangible. And yeah. he has to use uh, his turtle magic to, um, because he sees that they're trying to, they're trying to claim the ring not for themselves, but for Alex's sake. That he's like, okay, you know what? You're you're nice people. Here, you could have the ring, but not before I turn into Kung Fu Panda particle effects. Yes, yes, like Master Ugwe. Yeah, and then it- I will disappear and die, and then you can have the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is like really like he was not necessary whatsoever. No, no. it was. It was almost like they just figured out how to do those particle effect things, and they were like, oh, like this, can we figure out how to use these in the movie somehow? I'm really proud of what I did. Yeah, it didn't look bad. It looked really, like, sparkly and pretty. I, like, it looked nice. But it was so weird, because it was just this random, random turtle man, Mm -hmm. and then he shows up and he's like, I've been here for hundreds of years and seen people try to take the ring and you're the only people who have ever done it for a good reason. So now I will die and my job is done. Good luck. And then he turns into sparkles and disappears. And then Alex grabs the ring like Frodo and turns into, like, it's just the Frodo shot. It's great. There's, it's this, so the, the, the raven slash eagle, whatever he is, he flies in and he tries to snatch the ring away after the turtle makes it tangible. And then, yeah, it's just, it's Alex the, the, uh, in mouse form gets flung up in the air. And like you said, it's just exactly ripping off the, the moment of the ring slipping onto Frodo's fingers, except it's, yeah. it's because he's a little mouse. It goes over his entire arm. Yeah, <laughs> little tiny mouse, little tiny mouse, little mouse. And then it but, turns him into a handsome prince. And a thankfully, handsome prince. Thankfully, it also provides him clothes. Luckily, that yeah. would have been awkward for mm-hmm. a kids' movie. I his something about every time it, it's when he's a child too, mm-hmm. and none of the other characters have this problem. But he's incredibly wall-eyed. Yeah, it's... He never seems to be... Like, his eyes never seem to be focused on anything. They are when he's a mouse. Yeah. But when when you see him as a human child and as an adult human... (laughs) An adult human child. An adult human child. His eyes are never focused in front of him. Like, he's always slightly too... Wall-eyed. It's really because yeah. it's so everyone it's else so can look at things in front of them, but not not human Alex. No, it's and it's just it it's sort of distracting because again, it's like he's never like it's one of those things that you don't realize that you look for in an animated film, like the direction of somebody's eyes. But it's so important. Oh for yeah for conveying certain actions and emotions, like where somebody's eyes, where their line of sight is pointing towards. And so because he doesn't have that, again, it just kind of adds to the confusion sometimes. Like, like just what is he looking at? Where am I supposed to be looking at? What emotion is he, are we supposed to be feeling here? Yeah, it's... 
Because, like, as, as an animator, one of the things that people always teach you, like, one of the things they teach you in animation, especially when you're working with 3D, because um, a lot of times when you get a character into a scene, they're in their default pose. <laughs> and so they kind of, they can kind of look a little dead. Um, so one of the big things that they tell you is take their eyes and converge them into the center and it makes them look more alive and more focused. And that's mm. just like one of the simple things that you should do most of the time for your characters. And it's like all of the characters in this film, they got the memo, but then <laughs> they did not for, yeah, for Alex. Him. And it's, it's, so it's weird. Is that something that, is it related to how the character was rigged, or is it just how they're animated? I I feel like maybe they made his eyes too far apart in default. Um, yeah. Or, like, like they, they didn't focus, like, they're, as default, they were just looking too far apart. Um, hmm. And then, because they probably had no time to make this film... <laughs> They uh, okay. they just always, they never took the time to like fix it for every yeah. shot because it would have had to be something you'd fix in every shot, and maybe they just didn't have time and they just forgot and it just fell by the wayside and then he wound up looking at nothing. Yeah, the entire entire film. Because it's hmm. it's it would be one thing if it was a specific character thing. Like people can have. I can't remember what the the medical term is for for when you can't focus your eyes, but it is a thing that people can have. But it's not. It's you could tell that it's not. It wasn't a purposeful character trait. Yeah, yeah. It's not a character trait. It's an animation thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. there. There are definitely there are some weird. The animation in this is. A little weird at times. Um, it's it falls into a lot of. I think it's over animated. Yeah, it's like they just threw in as many poses and and changes and facial expressions as they could, and then just didn't refine them. Like they didn't have time to really refine it down. So everything's a little floaty. It's a little weird. It feels like it was just. There's the, they they didn't have the time to really go in and polish things, so there's yeah. a lot going on, and it just becomes over animated rather than under animated, which is interesting. Yeah, because you would think that if they were in a rush, that it would be they'd be more prone to under animating things. Well, I mean, because I've definitely had shots and stuff that I've done in the past where I am trying to do something and then. I wind up with just way too much going on in a scene and like too many facial expressions and stuff like that. So and then it takes time to go back in and really refine down. So I don't know. It feels like that's like they didn't have the <laughs> that other step in this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. a lot of the cloth sim is yeah. wild. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Those sleeves are going nuts. Yeah. Sleeves and sometimes the hair. I noticed that Oof. at some point Crystal's hair disappears. and just Yeah, it sure longer. does. 
<laughs> it looks like an old doll where there's just like spots of where they've rooted in some hair and then the rest of it's just bald. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, Cynthia and Rugrats for some of the hairs. Just yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, it's, there's, and the sleeves, every time they move their arms, which can be very large actions, <laughs> they're just flapping. They're flapping all over the place, or they're completely still because they didn't sim that mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> yeah, Ella's braid can sometimes be like that oh, too. Yeah. Where it's just like sometimes it's just a big pointy spike jutting out from the back <laughs> of her head. Ella, um, she's 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 just Rapunzel, right? She's just tangled Rapunzel. She's kind of like Rapunzel slash Anna from Frozen. Mm, yep. if, you, Elsa. if you smushed them together yeah just put them in a blender and, and chewed it all up yeah. yeah I don't know what I don't know what to think with her because she I kind of like her but at the same time she's also kind of boring like she's never she never really seems bothered by anything she she gets angry when she finds out about the witch's scheme but at the rest of the movie, she's just kind of, again, just unbothered by anything. Just maybe kind of joking around with people. But I don't know. There's just It doesn't really feel like there's depth to her emotionally. No. Yeah, no. Well, like, at the beginning, she just seems like I at the beginning, it's when she's I've tried to. How do I put this? <laughs> Like, near the beginning when she's just at her place, she's got her stepmother and her stepsisters, and she's just like, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I yeah. work at the kitchen. I'm not, like, you can tell she's not, like, her mother's like, you let the mice escape, because the mice are running around in the silly action scene at the beginning. She's like, you're not getting dinner for a week. And she's just like, well, I'll just eat earlier. And you're like, okay, well, she's clearly doing not great, but she's yeah. all right. She, and then it's like, why don't you want to go to the ball? She's like, why would I want to go to a ball? Yeah. At, yeah. At fr- yeah. It's not even that. She's just like, why would I, you know, like, it's it's weird, but it's almost like there's just, there's zero emotion behind it. It's not even that she's, she's not, like, insulted by the idea of going to the ball or, or like, she's not interested in the slightest. She's just like, she's nothing. She feels nothing about going to the ball. And... I don't know, it does It does kind of make it great when she's dancing with the fake prince at the ball because he's he's smitten with her right away and starts trying to schmooze yeah. with her. And she just, like, shuts him down with this general disinterest in anything he's yeah, trying to say. Yeah, she just doesn't give a shit. I've never seen a girl like you before. Now you have. Beautiful and interesting. So, how did you get here? A magician sent me here. And she has a sense of humor. (laughs) My friends think so, too. How do you like my palace? Not bad. Can I show you my favorite place? Where is that? My beautiful garden. I'd prefer to see your kitchen. Kitchen? Are you hungry? Maybe my friends are. Yeah. 
It is. Yeah, I I liked that scene. It was mm-hmm. it was funny. Yeah. But it's definitely, yeah, it's it's very strange. It's it is it's funny to see a version of Cinderella that does not give any shits about getting to the ball or going to the ball. The she actually was wasn't even banned from the ball. The stepmother no. the stepmother didn't say shit about it. No, like she she never uh, between finding out that there's a ball and being at the ball, there is nothing like she doesn't even see her her step family. Like they're just like, oh, let's get ready for the ball, and then the mice are like, let's go to the ball, and she's like, meh, meh, I don't want to, and they're like, but, but we should go to the ball. It, it's, I want to eat the food there. I want to see it, and she's like, well, fine, and that's it, and then she just goes. She, they go and find the crystal, mm-hmm. and then they go. But, buh, <laughs> yeah. There's not even a worry when she's there and she's dancing with the prince. There's not even a worry like, oh, no, they're going to see me. She makes eye contact with her stepsisters while she's dancing. (laughs) Like, nothing happens. Well, and and it's funny because her stepmother, at first, stepmother's in denial about it being Ella. Like, the stepsisters are like, I think that's Ella. And stepmother is like, no, 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 that's not Ella. She doesn't have a dress that's, that's as nice as that one. Yeah. And eventually it does kind of dawn on them that, oh shit, it is Ella. But they're not mad that she's there. It's more like they're just surprised. They're just like, her. how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of found the stepmother sort of interesting because, like, she definitely is kind of jerkish. But like you, like we said, she doesn't, she doesn't ban Ella from the ball she doesn't really seem to go out of her way to be a jerk to her like we see in other cinderella adaptations and while she does tip off the guards about ella returning to the house and and is responsible for ella getting taken away there's like this they take the time to give this shot of the stepmother's face where it seems like she's remorseful for for what she did yeah it's weird because you don't get anything from her beyond that. It's just, yeah. she's like, "Oh, was that the right thing to do?" Yeah, uh, and then and then the scene ends, and she's gone. And the next time you see her step family, they're fleeing the country <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it's it's at the very end of the movie, and they're just like they're trying to get away because I assume I guess they they assume that the prince, the now rightful mouse prince, is going to throw them in jail for their part in in helping the the evil uh, uh, fairy godmother witch. I guess yeah I don't know I, I was and then their carriage crashes mm-hmm. yeah that's it that's like and that's, that's I guess their comeuppance is that their carriage crashes Ta-da. do you see what happens to them after their carriage crashes I no I might have missed it Oh no, I might have. Both of us might have looked away for like the five seconds it showed (laughs) what happened there. You know what? We might have, or it might have also been like it was in the the waterfall scene. Oh, yes. They get flung in the air, and that's the last time you see them. You never see them land. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. You just, they just fly through the air and then they're gone. Never seen again. Have you ever heard of the tether cat principle? No. 
what was the tether cat principle? Okay. So the tether cat principle, um, it's like, I, so I first read about this on TV tropes, but it is, um, named after, so the far side cartoon with Gary Larson. And he basically, he had a cartoon that people really hated, um, or sorry, cartoon comic strip. Um, yeah. so he, he had a strip where people really hated where it was these two dogs playing tether cat. So it was a cat strung up like a tether ball. And he theorized that people hated this cartoon because the two dogs never stopped playing tether cat. That every time you see, you see the comic, no matter what, they're always playing tether cat. There's no end to the cat's suffering. And so, Oh Yeah. Uh, so it's it's almost like because I guess basically because you don't see the resolution, you just assume that this situation goes on for forever. So in the case of Cinderella and the Secret <laughs> Prince, because you, you never see the land, I guess we can only assume that they are forever flying through the air. They they will never land. No, they are, that is maybe their punishment. They are doomed. They are cast into the air, never to yeah. never to fall back to earth. No, just constantly, just orbiting the earth, just hoping oh that God. maybe one day they will finally fall to the ground. <laughs> their, their suffering will be over. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. Can, <sighs> can we talk about the, the cherries? Oh God. The cherries. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the, the fucking... Those scary cherries. The the wild yeah, the wild cherry things that as they're going through they're the woods so to, bad. Yeah. So they're <laughs> as so as the gang is walking through the woods to try and find the fairy godmother to get Ella a dress, they just run into these like they're literally just cherries giant cherries with faces that start pursuing them and then Crystal shows up and shoos the cherries away. And that's it. And they're never the, seen again. They're never seen again. These magic, sentient, giant cherries. With faces. With, with human faces. With human faces on them. They are horrible to look at. They are yeah. a bad thing to see with your eyes and to think about <laughs> with your mind. I don't like them. No. I, I don't like them at all. And they, they come out, they surprise you with them, too. So yeah. it's like, it's like a jump scare, almost. This yeah. cherry. <laughs> it's, they're so, and I don't, I don't know why they were, like, <laughs> I assumed that they were, like, like, Crystal had created them somehow. Like, she made mm -hmm. these, like, weird cherries to drive people off. But then she just, like, shoes them away and it's gone. And they're, it, the sequence is done. Yeah. Yeah. They're, if that was the intention, they almost, they needed something where you showed her associating with them. Or you see them again when they go to her house and they're just kind of there in the background even. Or doing chores or something. But no, they just... They show up, and then they disappear. And it's it's just like, why did they bother? It's it's like again with the turtle. Like, why did they bother yeah. to put these characters into the movie? They really made the effort to model all these weird cherries and rig them, and they were gonna use them. Gosh darn it! Yeah, I guess. 
I don't know. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely bizarre. So much nonsense in this movie. It's, it is nonstop nonsense. It is wild. We oh. we should probably talk about the fairy godmother's plan. And the what prophecy. plan? Yeah. What <laughs> plan? What prophecy? There is nothing there. What? <laughs> I want to know what the fuck that prophecy was. Because we are never told what the prophecy was. We're never told what the prophecy was. We're never told what her plan was or why she was actually doing it. She's she's mm-hmm. like, there's the one line where she's like, the kingdom was corrupt. I had to do it. And it's like, what? <laughs> what well, do you that- mean? The kingdom wasn't corrupt. The Like, the, yeah. what? Well, and even, even Crystal's reaction to it, it makes it seem like based on the context of the conversation, like Crystal calls her out for it. And so it seems like that was just a line that the fairy godmother was trying to give Crystal to try and justify it. And once Crystal calls her out, then it's like fairy godmother's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to be evil. Yeah. So, uh, so like the only wh- attempt that we get at maybe getting some kind of motivation, we don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if it, like, and what, like, what, yeah, yeah I want to know what the prophecy was. Someone mm-hmm. tell me what this prophecy was, because I, I am so desperate to know, because if it was like, there's a prin, there's a beautiful girl that will come to a ball and turn the true prince back into a, from a mouse to a man, that's extremely specific. <laughs> yeah, it's so specific, and it would be... Like, could you imagine if you were the fairy godmother and you were like, you're like, haha, I just installed a puppet prince and I'm going to rule and, oh, maybe I'll check out my daily uh, prophecy to see what's on the It's like your horoscope. Oh, Oh, shit. It says, (laughs) oh, no. Oh, Oh. Oh, gosh. Dang it. Damn it. This is so specific to me. Obviously, this is, you know, I'm the only, I'm the only idiot that turned a prince into a mouse recently. So this surely is, is relevant (laughs) to me. And like. Why did she turn the prince into a mouse and then presumably just, like, just left. erased his memories and then just, like, tossed him out? It's like, well, if you're going to do that, just keep him in a cage. Do something. He's just a mouse. What if yeah. you- Yeah. What? Turns him, turns him into a mouse and then, yeah, because she removes his memories and you see him in the animation. He just kind of, he passes out. And then- yeah. It's not even like he, he runs away. He is just down for the count. You couldn't. Mm. What did you? Why? Yeah, like if you wanted to get rid of him, like she could have fed him to like the Raven Eagle, or just like you said, kept him in a cage or something. Like they needed to have something where she was like, she wanted to rule, but she there's still some good in her, so she didn't want to outright kill the prince. Some characterization we never get anything beyond her being evil, and it makes you wonder, like. Because Crystal claims that she was good once, or she taught Crystal to be good, so she's like, was yeah, she just faking it. And and well, and when Alex is talking about when he was, she was his tutor. Mm-hmm. It was also like, oh, she was a wonderful person. What yeah. happened? What's her story? Yeah, again, we needed they needed to show motivation because it's just <laughs> what happened to this woman. Was was it just was she faking being nice the entire time? If so, why? 
I was honestly, there was a point in this film where I was like, I wonder if it's like the eagle is the true evil. And he took her over. But <laughs> no, because she's got like feathers and stuff like that. And I'm like, if if he was the true evil mastermind. But no. Mm-hmm. No, not that I know. Maybe that was the real actual. <laughs> oh god! Maybe that's going to be in the sequel. It was actually him all along. <laughs> yeah. I kept when after I saw the um after I saw the ending of this one the first thing I did was go onto their website and try and see if they had announced any mention of a sequel because the way the film fucking ends and with Crystal <laughs> uh-huh she just runs in with this book and she's like I found it I found a way we can make you human again and then the film just ends and it's just like wait yeah. you're not going to show th- us that why did like, apparently not why, why didn't you bother to give us that little carrot? Just like, here it is. We could maybe make him human again. Oh, not today. Uh, it's just... But I guess it's just meant to be like, oh, well, they're having their perfect, uh, their, their nice life, yeah. even though he's a mouse. Just kidding, he doesn't have to be a mouse anymore, and everything lived happily ever after, and you don't need yeah. to know the rest. No, you just assume that he turned human off screen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But again, again, it's the tether cat principle. If, if we don't <laughs> see it in the movie, he probably he, there's uh, probably something that goes wrong, and he stays a mouse for forever. Yeah, I, I was assuming that it was maybe like a, like a setup for a sequel. Mm-hmm. So like so it, far, at least, no, yeah. no sequel. Really, they just, they left all these hanging threads. Yeah. I I appreciate that everybody. This is a very trusting kingdom, by the way. That yeah. this this random dude shows up and he's like, "I'm the real prince. That one that you've had for the last like ten plus years. That one's the fake one." And like they show a shot of the guards, and the guards kind of like look at each other, and then the Alex and the fake prince start fighting, and none of the guards intervene. So I guess they were well, just like, "That's because if you watch carefully." There's a mm. row of something like 20 guards lining that that street. Yeah. And then as soon as they begin to fight, they're gone. <gasps> All oh of the guards God. disappear. Everybody just tapped And out. their horses, completely gone. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. it's empty. Were they ghosts? <laughs> like, they were ghosts. Oh it's my God. the real answer. <gasps> it's been a kingdom oh. of ghosts all along. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> Oh, it's that's they can't intervene because they're not corporeal. I guess yeah. Oh god. That whole that plot point was just so confusing. <laughs> like why did they why would they believe it? Why would they believe this random idiot who just comes and is like, I was turned into a mouse, I'm the real prince. Like, okay. I... Maybe what we didn't see was that none of them have liked that prince the whole time and they were all like I wonder what happened to make our prince become this, like, giant blonde yeah. man Didn't, rather than the yeah the small petite prince we knew. Yeah, bl- like, overnight. Do you, would that be actually, that'd be awesome, actually. If the fairy godmother, when she replaced Alex with the fake prince, she didn't even try and, like, match somebody to him. Yeah. So, so like, overnight... <laughs> He went from being a br- uh, 
a blue-eyed brunette to this this blonde uh, duck face uh, little boy. Yeah. Well, and like, because at one point, because you assume the characters also assume she's like that that she had replaced the prince with her son. Yeah, like, Alex. That yeah, Alex is like, don't you care about your own son or something? And she's just like, no, that's just some like spoiled rich brat that I found to replace you. Yeah. And it's like, did you find him at age five and replace him then? Or how long was the period of time between getting, like, turning this child into a mouse and mm-hmm. replacing him? Like, has this fake prince grown up all his life well, knowing of- that he was a fake prince or yeah. being in on it or... Well, that, that's the thing, is that he has conversations with the fairy godmother that indicate that he is in the know about the whole, the real prince is a mouse, I'm the fake prince... Because yeah. he, like, he's not confused at all when Alex comes barging in and is yeah. like, you're fake. He's like, yep, I am. Haha, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be Prince regardless. Yeah. And it's just, so I guess there was some conversation either to the fake Prince when he was five or at some point when he was older, she broke the news to him. Actually, this'll make you laugh. You're not the real prince. <laughs> you'll do, you're not the real prince at all. I turned the real prince into a mouse. You're like some orphan kid that I stole or bribed your parents or whatever or something. Surprise. Also, you need to get married, I guess, because otherwise the prophecy won't won't come true. I what what how does how would that have stopped anything how would that that have fixed it is it that she was she rate like was she being like queen regent for him until he was married and then as soon as he was married he was king and they couldn't there wouldn't really be anything to be done because he'd be king like is that sort of i because he is at least 18 he could have been ruling for a while Honestly, I feel like that scene existed only because they wanted to mislead us. Because there's nothing... Like, we are never told any specifics about the prophecy. But the way she phrases it is that, yeah, it's like you... If you want to become king, you need to get married. Um, But it's like, okay, so... uh, like, it just, it has nothing to do with the rest of the plot, and it only, like, seems to serve to, again, just confuse you about yeah. what's going on. Like, at first, you're going to think that, okay, this is going to be some weird thing where he's trying to get, he's going to meet Ella, and he's going to try and marry her, because there's something about how he has to become king, and there's this, like, weird shadowy person, um, and she's like, when the time comes, you'll know why. But that gets dropped immediately. Yeah, it's um, just gone. I don't know if it was meant to be like uh, the fairy godmother was hoping to set the prince up with Ella so that Ella wouldn't find the real prince. Mm? I, I guess. Well, because when she th- they're like, oh, she's going to be here. The prophecy something something. Yeah. Like, was her 
her point in getting her was, yeah, was that like to set them up? And then if they hadn't bust in on those mouse horses, they would have just ended up getting together or something? Which, like, had no hope in hell of happening because, again, Ella was just not interested. Yeah, she didn't care, yeah. Which, you know what, honestly, that's, like, one of my favorite little things about this movie is that the evil, the the fairy godmother, had she just done nothing, she would have won. Oh, but yeah. Beca- because, like, Alex... And Ella were prepared to run off together and just leave the kingdom behind. He yeah. did not want That's to become thing. prince. Yeah, he was like, he repeatedly says, like, once he turns back into a human, he's like, I don't care. I don't want to be a prince. I just want to go with you somewhere that they're not going to bother me anymore. You're the real prince. I know that, but... You're worried she'll turn you into a mouse again. Yes, I'm terrified. I have everything I need now. I want to start my new life. It's like, I don't care about being royalty. I can learn how to be, like, on my own and do things. (laughs) I just Just, want to be human. Yeah. Even, like, when he and the fake prince, who I guess was named Olaf? I think. Yeah. It's well. It, it's uh, it's hilarious because he gets name dropped like just at the end of the movie by the the fairy godmother who is is like I don't know. She says something about like oh She's you like, defeated yeah you defeated I didn't expect you to defeat Olaf so quickly or something like that. Alex should have responded with Olaf. Who's, who's Olaf? Who's Olaf? Who? <laughs> because presumably, like just to just to interrupt this further, because presumably. <laughs> If he was replacing Alex as the prince, he should have also been named Alex to the public, or Alex should have been yeah. named Olaf, because why would they have two different names, but they're supposed to be the same fucking person? Just, yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is Prince Alex, his name yeah. is now Olaf, don't worry about it. Yeah. When and don't uh, worry that he looks nothing like he looked yesterday. Yeah. It's fine. At one point, at one point, when they find out that Alex the mouse is is the prince, before they find out what his name is, Ella asks, or sorry, when when they find out that the mouse, the gentlemanly mouse, is the prince, Ella asks the mouse what his name is, and again, it's like, well, if he's the real prince, he should have the same name as the prince. So why are you asking? You should be able to assume. What's maybe your name? Just, maybe she just, yeah, she gave. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So she just didn't even know the prince's name. She didn't care. Yeah. But also the fact that apparently, like, the other two mice are never given names. You find out their names in the credits, mm-hmm. um, but they're never given names. So apparently, I- mice just don't get names. No, they they don't get named in the movie proper. And then also, one of the mi- mice seems to be a hamster he's a hamster he's a hamster <laughs> the other one looks like a like a ferret or not a ferret he looks like a meerkat he looks like timon mm-hmm. yeah, and oh, yeah, the yeah. other one is a hamster yeah uh, clearly because he's got like a little stubby tail like a hamster yeah and, just and they make like a point him. of like every time he like he's almost gotten by things like twice in the movie he's almost got like it by an eagle and by a dog and they both snip at where his tail should be 
Mm-hmm. So either he's a hamster or he had a tail and he's lost it at some <gasps> point. Oh my god. Like somebody like The revelation. <gasps> yeah. Oh, it's man. because because he's the lull, he's the fat one, so he likes food and he's mm-hmm. slow. Maybe that's the whole thing, is that like because he's he's ha ha the fat one and uh, he's always almost getting got because he's so slow and fat. He got his tail bit off. Maybe that's the joke they're trying to make, but this I don't know. This is his tragic backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to get to get back to your point that we were talking about like twenty minutes ago, um, yeah. So Alex, Alex doesn't want to be the prince, so he, he even even with the fight against Olaf, the fake prince. He's like, I do not want to be prince. Just give me Ella back. Let us yeah. go. And yeah. we will be on our merry way. And they're just like, no. I want you dead, yeah. I guess. I guess. Well, he does. He's like, you're you're not a prince. You're a mouse. When they're fighting on the rooftop and he's about to, like, kill him. Essentially mm-hmm. send him flying off the roof to his doom. He's like... You will die, and everyone will only know you as a mouse. And it's like, dang. Oh, okay. All right. And then he gets, and then instead Olaf is flung off the roof. And I was like, did he just die? Like, did they just kill him? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, they make a point of showing him on the ground and like sort of like crawling away. It's like, oh, okay. I guess he's alive. He's alive, possibly horribly injured i guess i guess he's twitching he's twitching so he's 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 not dead the prince did not kill him so there's no worry about that don't Mm -hmm. worry about it it's fine usually you know usually if they do something like that it's like they do it kind of as a joke where like there would be maybe a pile of manure or something that he falls yeah but something he he lands on that hard-ass ground you even see the mice reacting the two mouse friends well, and there's the dramatic, like, you hear a clock chime at the hour. Yeah. Just for yeah. that moment. So it makes it, like, it It sounds like you're, you're built up to believe he's dead, but then they just, like, they, the camera pans yep. down. And, and like you said, you see him twitching. He's like, oh, all right. Never mind. No, I guess he's fine. There's There was no murder here this day. We're mm-hmm. good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no. I did. I did just have in all caps, oh my god, they murdered him. <laughs> and then just in small and then oh never mind it. yeah <laughs> <sighs> I really like how we go straight from so he Olaf falls off the roof and then like he he boasted to Alex that Ella isn't in the castle but he never reveals where Ella is and yet Alex finds her immediately after with no oh, yeah. explanation no, don't worry about it. There's so many things in here where they just cut. They're like, yeah. we don't have the time or anything to like join these two bits together. Yeah. So don't worry about it. They We're just the going to ta- cut to the next scene. The time that they spent with the, the stupid turtle or the random cherries, <laughs> they just cut that shit out. They could have just, all you had to do was while Alex is on the roof, he, like, looks into the distance and he sees, like, the the chapel-ish building that Ella is at. And even though, like, you would have no real, like, 
you're still you're still not sure how he would know to go there, but at least you're like you're establishing where the chapel is in relation to the castle and that Alex sees it and he's going to go there. Yeah, it could have been it could have been even as simple as like she's not in the castle and then mm. you look past Olaf and see the other building. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh, okay." The the first time I watched this, I missed the line about her not being in the castle so at the end when the chapel or whatever it was crumbles and then the epilogue you see them back at the castle and everything's all yeah. hunky-dory i yeah. was very i was like wait a minute i thought the castle didn't that was, die or yeah <laughs> not die just, didn't that <laughs> building die yeah how they how they rebuilt the castle so fast just very very quick about it i guess i guess oh my god you know what I wish they had done during that fight with um, Olaf and Alex is I wish that they had had some fun with the ring where like, because Alex shouldn't have any combat training and yet they show him oh, like- that's, I made a note of that. I'm like, I'm glad he was trained in master swordsmanship at the age of five. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he apparently he hold, held on to that. Yeah. He, he holds his own, but what they should have done is have him be outmatched physically and technically. And instead, he uses the ring. So if he takes off the ring and becomes a mouse again, maybe we could have had some fun stuff with that, where he's just, like, switching between his two forms. And it's more about a battle of wits and outsmarting Olaf than it is physically outdoing him. Yeah. But there, he's also such a weird character. Because yeah. he keeps being like, I'm a mouse. And I'm sad. Okay, we'll make you not a mouse. No, I don't. I don't want to be a human. I, I'm fine with being a mouse. I don't do it. Oh, no, mm -hmm. we're going to make you a human. Okay. Thank you. He, now yeah. I will be a human. Oh, we have he, encountered a small difficulty. We should give up. I do not want to be a human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's I don't don't want to be a mouse. But I don't want to be a human. Yeah, he's he's one of those characters where they try and show that he has like a bad self esteem, but how they do it is just making it so that he his. His, he changes with the tides, basically. Yeah. All he needs is the slightest bit of encouragement for somebody to, like, get him on board with something. Yeah. And it's it's weird. And they play with it in his sort of relationship with Ella, too. Is that, like, as they're walking and they're, they're heading towards the ring and they're going to find it. And he's like, if if I turn back into a person and I'm ugly, will you still be my friend? And she's like... We'll see, because she's just, like, playing with him, which is a weird thing to play about when this is obviously your friend who has major self-esteem issues and doesn't know if this is a thing we should be doing. Mm -hmm. But she she makes this weird joke, and he's like, oh, then I don't want to anymore, and he tries to turn back around. She's like, I'm just kidding. And then there's a couple other times when he's like, we should go and and be together and do this thing. And then she's like, hmm, now maybe. And he's like, is that a, is that a yes? And she's like, no. And then he gets all sad. And then she's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just kidding. Girl, this head. is not the time to, to be playing with this mouse's emotion, this mouse man's emotions. 
Yeah. Again, it's that she. It's super weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, it's it's like she's so unbothered by the stuff going around her that she almost has like trouble empathizing with what Alex is feeling. Yeah. I mean, I get you're trying to like lighten the mood, but he's clearly conflicted. Yeah. But he's also extremely moody, and as soon as you say like one, one negative thing or even not even negative but like ambiguous thing he's like i don't want to do it anymore i'm sad i'm mm-hmm. uh, let's go yeah well, they're this, very strange characters this one girl said that she she wouldn't want to run off with me so i guess this made this all pointless yeah i i i yeah <laughs> bamboozling and then, and then at the end, when she gets kidnapped, and and it's like that's all that's all the motivation he needed, and it's like Popeye pulling out the can of spinach, and then he's all <laughs> amped up. And... Also, I I love when they show her like because she's been kidnapped and she's being kept in this cathedral thing, and they show her, and it's just implied like they don't even show her arms tied behind her back; they're just behind her back, and she's just standing <laughs> in a corner in this in this building, mm-hmm. just looking sad. Like, not even yeah. sitting, not tied up, just standing in a corner. Yeah. And then he walks in and she's like, no, it's a trap. And he's like, it's fine. And keeps walking in. <laughs> I got this. I, just, I am full of a, a here to unseen confidence. I've read the script. I know what I have to do. <laughs> I just. Oh. There's the bit at the end when she's a statue. And oh, yes, yes, yes. And he's like standing with her. And he's like, I don't want to be a mouse again. And I just <laughs> wanted him. To, I just wanted him to walk away. <laughs> the credits, the credits roll. Oh. Credits roll cuts to credits immediately. Maybe I should edit this movie before I show it to my viewing group. Oh, just roll I don't want to be there. a mouse again. And then it just immediate credits. Yeah, yeah. Just start playing the happy song again. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I like, do you... I And I can't tell if it's just because Ella reminds me of Anna, but do you feel like the ending is kind of ripping off of Frozen? Like, just with how she gets turned oh. into the statue. Oh! And- oh! I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you're you are correct. It yep. felt it that's felt a very, very frozen yeah yeah. And there there was also like the ice mountain that the that the legendary oh, ring was yeah. in. Yeah, I don't know. It... And there's definitely when they're on top of because there's a there's we need to talk about the weird song in oh, the, the middle. Mu- yeah, when he turns back into a human. After they get the ring, and there's just like a song sequence where mm-hmm. they're just frolicking around. They're on this ice mountain. They're in a field of flowers. They're all playing and being happy and singing this song. It no yeah, context. No, it's nothing. It's not a musical. It's almost like if you've ever been to a karaoke bar. And they have the random music videos playing on during the songs. It's kind of like that, where the movie just gets interrupted by a random music video. Yeah, it's super weird. 
But there's definitely some instances in there that look very frozen. Mm-hmm. Like there's like ice mountain and ice effects that they're shimmering around. And it's, yeah, bizarre. It's great because that music video leads directly into the scene where they're talking about how Alex doesn't want to go back to the kingdom and become prince. He just wants to leave. So it's like a weird, it's a weird thing where it almost, at first you think that it's going to be like a, a just a, this music video just exists in its own time and space. It's, it's unrelated to the events of the movie, but then it fades into that discussion and then you go, oh, wait, that was in universe? Oh, yeah, you guys like, just like, you took like a five really hour break? Happened? Yeah. You just, you took a five hour break to go, um, like sledding down a hill on a big leaf, I guess? Which, okay. I mean, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, it just, oh, I didn't think that was happening in real life, I guess. All right. No, it's, it's, they got out of that crystal cavern and just had a lovely time for a while. Yeah. There was apparently a magical, beautiful field somewhere. And then some from the magical, beautiful field, the next scene, they're back at the forest. And who knows where these things exist in relation to each other. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's mm. not important. That's not no. important. No. It's so... It's so bizarre. <laughs> oh, this movie. This one, I... It's... Rewatching this one, I'm so... I, I mean, we've talked about this in other episodes. I am goddamn chomping at the bit to be able to do another movie night. Because <laughs> uh, there's... There's so much shit in this one. I can't tell you. The last few times I was able to host a movie night before everything closed up is I was like, I just, I like, I would like try and like thought speak into the heads of the person selecting the movie for the night and be like, <laughs> Cinderella and the Secret Prince, Cinderella and the Secret Prince. Come on. Watch it. Come on. Pick it. Pick it. You. Come on. Pick it. Pick it or you're not invited to the next movie night. Oh and my god. <laughs> they never, nobody ever picked it. I don't know why. I don't know, just something about it. I guess there was always just a more enticing option. But so, you, I don't know. You the, just have to pick s some real stinkers for the next one and put Cinderella and the Secret Prince in there so that it looks like the best option. Yeah, put it, put it, put it as a ringer. Yeah, it's, oh god. I just, I can't wait till everybody can see this movie because it is, it's just, it's the type of movie, like this was made for a bad movie night because there, it's it just, really was. It's so incomprehensible from the very first minute to the very last second of the movie. It's just, it's perfect. I, I would recommend people snatch this one up. I have actually, when I, um, I ended up, I got my copy on eBay because this was one of those movies that I kept seeing the trailer on YouTube, but nobody had it for sale anywhere for the longest time until, I don't know how, but somebody just had a copy of it up on eBay. So I bought that and months and months later, I was in a Walmart and just so happened to check out the movies that day, and lo and behold, here's Cinderella and the Secret Prince as a new release, and it kind of warmed my heart a little bit to be able to see this terrible fucking movie on the store shelves just waiting for an unsuspecting grandma to buy it for their grandkid. Hi. 
bamboozled on how it happened, but I'm I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. I love I I I wish I could I could be in the room with somebody discovering Cinderella and the Secret Prince without any prior knowledge and just just to see what their reaction is. Well, you can just check the cameras to see oh, me. Yeah. To roll back, <laughs> roll back the footage, and it's just like you. There's just like long stretches where you were just like frozen in spot, and you're just you're just like mouth a gap, a gape, just a like gape? Okay. yeah, a gape. Yeah, no, just, that's not inaccurate. Just s- s- watching this film, yeah, stunned into, I'm, and I'm like watching. I'm like, oh, I think the video feed froze. <laughs> The time's still, it's still ticking in the corner. We're still going. Oh, she just hasn't moved for five minutes. Oh, I don't even think she's blinked. Oh, Jesus. You okay? Oh, uh-oh. oh, jeez. I guess I'll hear about this later. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day I'll show you a film that just completely breaks you. It's actually, it's surprising. I don't know. I don't know if I could talk about. If you find one that actually breaks me. It, you just won't have anyone for the podcast because I'll be broken. Yeah, no, it'll it it'll just be you go silent. You you block me on all social media. Never talk I, to me again. She was never heard from again. We don't that know would, what happened to Bree. That would honestly be amazing if I had to then tweet out to everybody, or like I would have to I would have to record myself and then upload audio to the podcast feed, just going so. Brie won't talk to me for some reason. <laughs> I gave her a when, shitty... <laughs> I finally found it. The one movie. Yeah. The pod's over, I guess. I, I gave her I gave her a shitty movie <laughs> to watch, and then she just stopped talking to me. I don't know why. <laughs> the legendary worst princess movie. Yeah, that'll be... I, I mean... The the this is something that we talked about off off pod. Oh yeah, you've already found it. I, I yeah I I I'll have to post about this on Twitter with some screenshots. It's just I've been putting it off because holy shit, I found the worst version of Beauty and the Beast. Oh my god! If you wanted to see a woman be gaslit by an asshole prince for three hours of your life, holy shit! Well, send me an email because I will send you. <laughs> I will let you know about this 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 Beauty and the Beast movie that I found. Oh. That, oh my god. I basically it it was I ended up bombarding Brie with, yeah, with I, messages. I opened up Twitter and opened my messages, my DMs, and I'm like, I saw them from Christy and I started scrolling up. And scrolling <laughs> up. I mean and right scrolling there, up. It's like holy shit. Just oh no. Most of them, yeah, they're just me screaming into the void. Oh god, no, please don't do it, Belle. Yeah. But, but that's... So So if she ever makes me watch that one, that will mm-hmm. be the last episode. Yeah, that was... And honestly, to bring, it, to bring it back, after watching that movie, I was like, fuck. Whatever we pick for the first episode <laughs> of the new podcast season, it's gotta be one that I like. Because this, this Beauty and the Beast movie was so bad that it just, like, I just wanted to fucking quit princess shit altogether. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's powerful. That's too much. It was just, it was like, like, I went too far. I saw the dark side of princess movies. you, You went too deep. 
I've watched sexploitation movies in the search for the, the weird princess movies, and I dealt with that. As, as weird as it was to see dongs and boobs in, in these princess, you know. That was, I made it through that. <laughs> Three hours of a woman being mistreated and then oh. end up with the fucker at the end of the film and it's supposed to be a happy ending? No! Oh my god. <sighs> so yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I think I just have to start a list of movies to, to punish you with if you no. ever cross me. Yes, Brie! No! Don't Why pay. Would, no! Hey, hey, you just watch yourself. Oh no. You if you if you stay in line and you always watch the movies I send you, then we won't I won't have to subject you to uh, the the okay. terrible the terrible ones. Oh okay. Yeah, and you know what's great too is that, that that terrible movie, it was just called Beauty and the Beast. So anytime oh, I no. send you a Beauty and the Beast movie from now no. on <laughs> You'll always be wondering, is this the one? Oh is this no the one am I Oh no. Have Am I, I in danger from this film? What have I done? Have I wronged Christy recently? I don't think I did. <gasps> but what if? Oh god. You'll just have to watch the movie and see. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> there's so many things that we didn't even get to in Secrets of the Cinderella and Secret Prince. No. But. I, I don't know how much longer. Honestly, it's I, just I've, like again, this I'm scared is just now. one this is just one that people will have to watch themselves. If I, I I feel like we sometimes we don't sometimes we're bad about clearly recommending whether or not a movie would be good for a movie night, but this is one that absolutely if you like bad movies and you want to see some utter nonsense and spend the entire night arguing with your friends about what the hell's going on this is the movie for you yes like we didn't even touch on crystal really you know, like the the godmother's apprentice no we didn't even get there no she just her purpose in the plot and her whole relationship with the fairy godmother yeah who whatever <laughs> just whatever there's so far, much we got it. We had there are far more important things to talk about, like the weird ass cherries and the turtle. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry. Crystal. No, this is definitely this is definitely a if you're looking for a bad movie but a a fun time with your friends. Yes, yes. Yeah, so again, feel free to check this one out, and if you want to see more Bad Princess movie content, feel free to check us out on Twitter at Bad Princess MOV. We also have an email if you want to email us questions or comments or suggestions for future episodes. You can find that at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. And lastly, we have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which you can find at badprincessmovies.com. So, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We did it. We did it. This was probably should have been at the beginning of the pod. It's happening now at the end of the podcast episode. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is a fun little treat for those of you that stuck it through to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Your treat is just us saying Happy New Year. Yeah. Wasn't really worth it in retrospect, but what are you going to do? 
but we made it. And that's what, you know, you made it. We made it. That That's what counts. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys oh for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us on, on this magical time. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope you all learned something. I don't know if I did. Except that Christy has has too much power. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, I that's that was what I learned too, and I'm I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I've I've gone mad with power, oh, and no. I'm I'm gonna transform Bree into a mouse. Oh no. <laughs> I can't animate with mouse paws. Ha ha ha, I guess you'll just have to find a magic ring and, and a turtle that guards said ring and cherries, I guess, and a plant Ch- monster. Cherries? I'll, it's, it's I'll a get right big. on that. Yeah. yeah you have to the- make it out here first. You can't cast a spell on me if you're in a different city. So I think I'm okay for now. Oh, just you wait. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, once I figure out this convoluted as shit prophecy, I'll I'll get, I'll get right on it. <laughs> oh god. Okay, I'm 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 ending the podcast before this, uh, before okay. I turn into a mouse and I can't reach the keyboard okay. anymore. Oh no, and you can't turn off audacity. Oh no. Oh no. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will <laughs> we will Thanks talk to you everyone. next time. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye!